0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass.
1: And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. In five, four, three. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Lay Film. My name is Kevin. Uh, here today we have my fellow co-hosts.
0: Richie, Tyler, and Patrick.
1: And who knows what episode number this is. I feel like we're getting close to 60 if this isn't already the 60th one. Um, and for that, we decided to pick John Carpenter's 1988 film, They Live. Mm-hmm. But uh, before all that, uh, did we want to like talk about anything in particular? Oh, no. What have you guys been up to? Oh no, I don't
2: I, uh, I almost, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I almost had a tragedy happen today at work. Um, I was eating lunch and everyone was asking each other like how we were like in high school. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, one of my coworkers, you, you, know, you know him, uh, Kevin, uh, Michael, he was telling his story about how um, He got beaten up one time in high school because he was really annoying. So one time he said that this guy punched him in the face. And then he kept, and then Michael kept, uh, if Michael, if you're listening to this, this is really funny. I I like your story. So um, the guy said, hey, if you say that again, I'm going to punch you. And then Michael's like, all right. And then he says the stupid thing and then he gets punched again in the face. And I was dying so hard. I was eating my lunch. I was dying so hard because Michael said that the guy kept punching him every time he kept talking. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, yeah, I was, I was annoying on purpose. <laughs> and then um, I started choking on my food, like pretty badly. <laughs> and Michael looked at me, he's like, are you okay? <laughs> Can you give you the Heim look. <laughs> and, then, and then I kept trying to talk, but I knew I was choking. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. That's so funny, <laughs> that's so funny. And then I was still choking, right? <laughs> and then he's like are you choking and then I, I nodded yes right and he came over oh. and he's like do you want me to you know uh, pat you on the back like really hard and then I kept nodding like yes and then he does it like very softly it didn't really help <laughs> so I just kept I kept coughing and oh, I was sure like dude uh, I thought I was gonna well no I didn't think I was gonna die but it was it was moderately severe <laughs> <laughs> he just gives you a white pass <laughs> and you know my two other co-workers are in the room um, they were witnessing that the whole time too and I was like I, I was dying I was dying from laughter and also from my own food but holy shit I survived shit. Yeah. dude I miss
1: so much
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was shook I was like, kind of shook a little bit and they're like are you okay and I'm like yeah I think I almost died from laughter but I, yeah it's fine
1: <laughs> you know I'm not surprised that he would have a story like that yeah. <laughs> guy's got a punchable face. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think Michael would agree. <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, that was that was that was good. That was a good time. Uh, in hindsight, not in the moment though. But yeah, how about you guys? What have you been up to? Shoot. Pat, I heard you're trying to work out and be a beast.
3: Yeah, that probably won't happen but i'll try uh oh damn i'm trying to think if i do anything uh
1: the the ghibli fest or the oh yeah we got
3: no that was that was a nightmare we got finessed (laughs) don't don't use fever don't use the fever app for any tickets never go to a candlelight show they finessed me twice uh, I gotta see. Me and Kevin went along with me on this one, which was uh, I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I paid a, not not insane money. That's probably a tell. I didn't go over a hundred for a ticket, which is probably what you need to do to see, you know, the real people, a real orchestra.
1: But but to me, I feel like seventy like that. That's that's, that's a lot of that's money a for price. a ticket. Yeah. Like like even for a lot of uh, shows around here. Like, yeah. even at the Golden One Center, they don't go past, like, what is it, like, no, they probably do go yeah, past. Yeah, Taylor it, Swift maybe. is, like, yeah. a couple hundred. <laughs> but, you know, like, for a good concert there, it's probably, like, in the, I don't, I
3: don't know, I've,
1: I haven't bought a ticket there in a while. Yeah, but, yeah,
3: <laughs> it was a fun little, it was a fun drive, fun, uh, thank you for going with me, Kevin. Thank uh, you for offering Course, I'm sorry, it was fucking four instruments, dude. I had a goddamn so was No, no right? it was a band, tr- yeah. It was a true, it tribute was too. so
1: fucking funny just being it, just like pulling jokes and shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, we, we,
3: we upgraded our own seats. Are they, oh. they even good? <laughs> no, the musicians are amazing. It's just like you want the orchestra experience. I'm paying for you know, it's 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 the studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. So the Princess Mononoke theme, I'm like, that's what yes. I'm here for. I need, I need at least eight violins. There's Dude, only that's four, crazy. Yeah. I actually just watched that like yeah. two nights ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that the the part where he's riding the fucking red elk on Dude, the mountain. Yes. I want eight violins. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, I want eight <laughs> violins hitting it. There's only four people on the stage like that's not enough oh, to do yeah. anything justice
1: yeah we like get in there and then it's just a bunch of like fucking plastic chairs like fold yeah, out yeah. chairs they took us to the wrong section I
0: think too like, <laughs> yeah, I, paid I think for that's front a false road. advertisement like, <laughs> oh, an yeah. orchestra I think has to be should <laughs> legally be at least
3: and also it's candlelight ten. it's called candlelight best of Joe Hisa- Hisaishi Hisaishi that's the title Okay, so they're like cover artists well, we go there, and when I buy the tickets on the website, it's Candlelight, The Best of Joe. I don't want to butcher his last name, so I'm not going to say it. But yeah, it's, that's the name of it. And when you Google that, like his orchestra is traveling with the same name minus the Candlelight part. And when we get there, they're like, Welcome to Candlelight, The Best of Joe, and his last name. A tribute, yeah, yeah. That's where they added a tribute. It was like a pause, and they go a tribute. (laughs) That means there's gonna be everybody's neck snaps. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that means there's gonna be two violins, a viola, and a cello, which you know, it's beautiful, it's amazing. They were very gifted. I love they. They they were amazing. They're Mm, they're musicians. They were great. Yeah, but it's just like, I I I hate this this fucking tech act, San Francisco bullshit finessing. Like I was so mad. Like, we drove out to San Fran, we parked and yeah, we parked in a park. I church. had a blast. I'm glad Honestly, we had a blast. it was
1: fun. Uh, like you had to pee so fucking bad. Oh yeah, we remote. just like when we got there, we, we just couldn't find to... a
3: fucking bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's San Francisco. It's only like one of the biggest cities in the country. You can't find a bathroom though. Why would you find a bathroom? Just go on the sidewalk. But no, yeah, we went to a motel bar, and I was I in hindsight I was kind of rude to the guy. <laughs> I felt bad. He's like, you guys want to sit down? I was like, oh no, I'm looking for a bathroom. And I don't think English was his first language. He may have been like Eastern European. Mm. And he's like, like, what do you want? And I just, I just like leaned in and was like, bathroom. <laughs>
1: and I was like, well. And Kevin well, was like, let no, let we'll, get we'll buy a drink. Yeah, yeah, we'll
3: buy something. Don't worry. Like, I'll buy something. Like, Where's the bathroom? And I was, just, I was just like, point, man. Just point me like this hallway <laughs> or toward behind the bar. Like, I got to go. I had to go before we got on the Bay Bridge, and I was holding it in secrecy.
1: Oh <laughs> man, that was, that was like a good forty minutes. No, yeah, because when you're driving <laughs> to the
3: Bay, you can't you can't let the driver know. Like, oh, actually, I got to pee really bad. <laughs> and we're in traffic on the bridge. <laughs> There's no point. So well, yeah, when we parked, I was like, I'm about to pee my pants. <laughs> we gotta go. Jeez. Like, we we gotta find me an alley or. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this yeah, it's you know it's, it's lovely San Francisco. On an evening night, everyone's yelling.
1: And yeah, we got buzzed, got mills.
3: Oh, yeah, that was nice. Uh, nice. Went to a, it's kind of a ripoff. I don't know what the, we're right near Twitter HQ. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Oh, cool hey,
3: day. I was over there, too. That's, isn't that by, like, Chinatown? I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. a little mm-hmm.
3: down the hill towards the wharf. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, and yeah, the bin. yeah, we just got finessed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, like, on the, on the ticket itself, it was, like, uh, area A, Oh, and yes. then they sat us in the fucking back. They put us in the back
3: row, and then they brought other people towards the back row, and they're like, you can sit here we're like where me and Kevin are sitting, or you can go up on the gazebo. And then when Kevin came back from like the restroom, I was like, dude, let's just go on the gazebo. <laughs> let's just sneak up there. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. We snowed, Yeah, we got on the balcony, and then they kept bringing people over, but it ended up there was us in one extra seat, so we didn't steal no one seats. Did you get yeah, have, like, like, a monocular
2: <laughs> no, we were actually, that, uh, <laughs>
3: we kind of got put in the back, but we went on the gazebo, which was like elevated. And again, we we're still like 30 yards at most from the musicians, so it was, it was all a deal. I, uh, in December, I went to see Vivaldi cover uh, with uh, Jimmy, and uh, I paid for like the second row section. And this is like in a cathedral downtown in San Francisco. And yeah, I remember like we were in the second closest section you could get and there's like five more behind us And I was like if you're if you're in the back row, you can't hear anything. There's no amp It's just yeah, it's just them playing like straight from the instrument into this big empty cathedral at night It was a great experience, but yeah, it's just like It was it was Vivaldi they played storm from like portrait of the lady on fire Or obviously famously just as storm (laughs) But also, you know, it's in movies and yeah, it's just two violins. You need, like, 20. <laughs> you need you need so much more. But yeah, thank you for going with that to me, Kevin. And yeah. I did almost cry during The Wind Rises. Oh, yes. Yeah. That,
1: po- that was easily my favorite song that they performed. Especially, like... Um, it's crazy to me that, like, stringed instruments are able to just, like, vibrate at such, like, a small... On, like, a small amount with the wrist to create, like, a stirring feeling. It's, like like that and it's it seems like it's just like a ray of like light shining through like the dark in a way
3: no yeah the the musicians were amazing it's just mm. like the vibe the finesse
1: it was hella funny and like even the microphones and stuff like we're, they were not the microphones were not working they're People like, like yelling karaoke mics like yeah. so there's
3: a little ampli- there's an amplifier for the mic in front of them it's like the 120 dollar one you get oh. like b and h The person who came out to introduce them was like, we're in a a candlelight.com shirt and they're reading like right from their phone like hello and welcome to the best of Joe a tribute we thank you for it and it's like, <laughs> like they know nothing they're just yeah it's just like a gig job for them they're and, like, they, and
1: they're and they like yeah no social media no taking photos no videos and yeah. then like literally right next to us the, like one <laughs> of the workers is just like, right? he's oh, yeah. like he's like zooming in and out and like twirling the camera in his like wrist like yeah
3: run around the back the venue had a beautiful um, Mm-hmm. industrial air conditioner that they didn't turn off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when it was you know, there's no when they weren't playing there was just a constant low hum of like industrial fan <laughs> like upstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then,
1: and then, when it got to be the final song where people could take like photos and stuff, do you remember that one guy right in front of us? Oh yeah, everyone. He immediately whips out his camera, and then just a giant like bright white light just like flashes,
3: and like it's holding on everybody. They're like, no, no flash photography, please, in the finale. And then, like, they start playing it, and you just see him getting lit up from every (laughs) side. It was fun. And then they, there was a security guard just knocking shit over down the hallway yeah. <laughs> and talking to someone like,
1: oh, yeah. I got like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, hey, have a good night. Yeah. As the
3: Spirit of away the theme is like starting. <laughs> it was worth $20, not worth 70 for one ticket. And then I bought two.
1: <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Like like all those experiences like made it all the more memorable to me.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just... And yeah, just yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut by telegraph to go back to the parking structure.
2: <laughs> and yeah,
3: I didn't know the city's gotten that bad. But yeah, it's just like a mob hanging out yeah. in a certain section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty wild down there. Yeah. I, I, God, I could swear to God, I went like in 2014, 15 when my brother went to college down there, and like I was walking like the same streets with my camera, like no one's around, no one's hassling. But going with jimmy to the bay like we saw like we saw like the cops like breaking up like an assault and everything oh shit. and we're just walking the japan town and all that i don't know it seems like somehow it's gotten i don't know maybe it's just media fear-mongering it's like they live <laughs> mm-hmm. i got some real they live vibes minus like the, the the pure-hearted undertones of it all it was just it was more like realistic
1: And with that said, I'm gonna get into the a brief synopsis of the film that we are discussing tonight, which once again is John Carpenter's *They Live*. If you're interested in watching it, you can uh, rent it on iTunes, Google Play, like YouTube, Vudu, whatever you whatever you want, or you can uh, pirate it. I don't know, <laughs> or you can buy it. That's the best option. Um, definitely support the wonderful people who uh, created this this cultural icon of a film. Um, once again, it's from 1988. It's starring, you know, him, you love them. You can't get enough of them. Rowdy Roddy Piper as uh, the, the quintessential um, average, you know, person trying to get by John Nada. And then also the incredible Keith David playing Frank Armitage. And, talked about this uh this person a bit earlier with how magnetic they are in terms of screen presence meg foster as holly thompson and here we go uh john nada a wanderer without meaning in his life discovers a pair of sunglasses capable of showing the world the way it truly is as he walks the streets of los angeles nada notices the that both the media and the government are comprised of of subliminal messages meant to keep the population subdued and that most of the social elite are skull-faced aliens bent on world domination with this shocking discovery Nada fights to free humanity from the mind-controlled aliens and then this is uh the tagline you see them on the street you watch them on tv you might even vote for one this fall you think they're people just like you you're wrong dead wrong (laughs)
0: Fuck yeah!
1: I just Hell love yeah. this poster too. Like it's just Roddy Piper wearing the sunglasses with the uh, one
3: of the aliens in the reflection.
2: Oh damn, that's sick!
3: Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> just that raised eyebrow before the Rock did it. <laughs> what so a trendsetter.
1: So hmm. I wanted to pick this movie because um, it's one of those films that I remember seeing everywhere uh in all forms of media like you know reverberating a lot of what what's seen in this film and then it wasn't until about a few months ago that i actually saw it for the first time at dreamland cinema and it blew my mind um i loved every second of this like you you already know what's coming later on in the ratings Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but for me this film it's like comfort food to me um And this is the second time that I watched it. And I felt like it would be, it would have like a nice blend of um, like commentary, uh, horror in a way, Uh, definitely comedy, and then just very uh, grounded in nature as well. Um, And I feel like it would give us a lot to discuss. And uh, yeah, Uh, what did you all think about it?
3: I uh, loved it uh, again like always I saw this a while ago this is when I was like younger I was there's like a, I had a face of like rite of passage films I was like I gotta watch this this is like a rite of passage into like film appreciation and I remember and then yeah seeing the there's always memes just there's always memes made of the, the stills of him with the glasses on and off like the first time he puts them on he's like looking in shock and they'll like yeah th- there's so many memes of like it'll be like modern ads and uh yeah it's just uh it's just, it just it resonates still uh narratively and like the through line and the characters are kind of like not off but it's it's kind of like the message drives the plot more than i don't know how they exactly frame this but yeah it's just plot. yeah the characters are like just kind of like they're there for the plot to progress but like the the plot itself is saying so much and this is back in the 80s like there's like god there's like looming the looming recession feel of like 08 recession it feels like that's what they're in back in 88 like somehow it's so it's like precognition to like that level of uh and then yeah even future stuff future stuff like i see ads now that just make me want to kill myself like there's like a key <laughs> ad or Subaru ad And it's, like, a guy, like, walking out of a business, and he's he's about to step into the road, and then, like, a jump cuts, like, all fast, like, his kids crying, and the wife, like, holding a baby, like, shrieking in pain, and, like, a funeral, and it's, like, shot all, like, not monotone, but it's, like, darkly shot to invoke, like, sadness and all this stuff, and then the car stops itself, because the pig-headed, fat, disgusting American driving it, uh, can't... Watch the road, and he's about to kill this guy. So the solution is our cars should be able to stop themselves, because we're too we're too pigheaded to drive a car. <laughs> and this is what the ad is. The ad is like you're gonna be on your phone, you're gonna be disgusting fat in your car. The car should stop itself before you kill someone. <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't know something about that. Just I just it, I just lose hope. <laughs> just like you can't even drive your own car. Uh, the auto- the thing for automated cars, it's just so prevalent The f- What is that art style like ah, oh, god uh, like the, the contemporary art and white? I don't know the blob art It's like it's like it's like something sand serif or something. It's like safe serif or something It's like the Twitter logo all modern tech artistic design graphic design is like blobby safe Oh, i see
1: what you're
3: saying yeah it's like meant to be reflective of like safe
1: like comfort
3: yeah like the god this movie just hits that itch i'm like and and then i look at again i look at modern stuff and it's like so much worse now like there's like the i don't know it's like there's like the car or the computer i love the first time he puts on the glasses and the message we see is the computer which is a little precognition too about the rise of the internet and the, when he puts the glasses on it just says obey and yeah, just God, I can't wait to talk in spoilers. <laughs> I can't wait to go full
2: conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, need I'll need just give it... a soundboard for conspiracy. Pat. Yeah, we're going to get one. We're going to get one.
3: But yeah, I just love. I love the movie. I love Roddy Roddy, uh, Keith David. Uh, this film is literally that meme of like, this is what the rich fear, and it's like a poor. White American and the poor Black American coming together to realize the injustice of the system we live under. <laughs> That's literally this movie. It's a buddy cop. Yeah. It's a buddy cop version where the buddy cops kill the cops. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. Every shot of them together with like guns in like a the business office <laughs> where the mind control
2: is being produced. Well, and also two guys that have like, I feel like they would have different ideologies in life as well. And. That's why when we do get that major scene, that major fight scene, it was like so heavily like emphasized, like why they made that scene so long the way it was. And, you know, just one person trying to convince another person like, yo, this is what's really going on. This is, it's not just my ideology. I feel like this is real life, you know?
3: And I love, before going into the spoilers, this is, this isn't a spoiler that happens like in the first 20, 30 minutes. But I love that the, uh, the call to action isn't the glasses. The call to action is the, uh, cops. Like, just completely crushing the homeless community. And, like, Piper's, like, hiding out after seeing the, both the white professor and the black preacher being beat by the cops. And the guy's like, what, someone start World War Three out there? And it's like, they did. They did, and Piper's on the case. <laughs> <laughs> Piper's and yeah, on the case. Piper and Keith David, World War Three started, and that, those are the good guys. Let's go.
1: I would 110% yeah. have faith in them. I would be with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, I, I I I just this, despite like the flaws in the narrative or the like certain like jarring aspects of like the filmmaking itself, like this the message is so pure to me and resonates with me that I love it. I'm gonna give it a 4.5 now. But I'm bumping up my rating right now just from <laughs> feeling good thinking about the message. <laughs> we're
0: dropping. Are we dropping ratings right now?
1: Okay, I'm giving it a five out of five. five, out of five. Okay. You okay. knew it was coming.
0: I think I gotta go. Oh man, I wanna five it. I really do. I think I'll, fi- I'll five it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll five it. Because uh, the only thing is, when I first started watching the movie, I, I just went into this movie completely cold. So I was just like, what the fuck are we watching right now? I was, like, <laughs> I was just like, what's good? When is it gonna get going? When is it gonna like just take me in? And then it did. So I feel like I need to go like rewatch just rewatch it again to really enjoy it but yeah i'll five it i loved uh the action in this movie and the comedy like this is this is right up my alley when it comes to an action flick and that fight scene again like that's got to be iconic right One oh yeah the, yeah I, I don't know how i've, I've never came across it's this been, movie i've never i don't recognize Park. anything yeah. from it other than maybe the fight scene, like. Possibly, but I don't even like. I'm here. I've never came across to it. Gas.
1: Yeah, other and than the, gum. the one-liners and the one, uh,
3: yeah. The, little, um, yeah. The Duke Nukem framework was laid down with this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, great film though. Great film. I'll at least five it when it comes to like an action, like a cheesy action movie. If you know what you're getting into.
2: Yeah. um I haven't seen this movie in ten years. I've seen it like quite a few times uh, as a kid, and I remember seeing that fight scene and understanding like how great it was then, and it still holds up now. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's my it's my second favorite Carpenter film, and I feel like my first favorite I w- I will choose very soon when it's my turn. But um, yeah, I re- I like this movie a lot. Uh, for me, I, I'm. I'm not going to five it unfortunately, but um yeah, I mean I love Roddy Piper. Like I felt like he probably should have had a bigger um, Hollywood career. Um, just especially like being one of the better, better wrestler, no, yeah, better wrestler to turned actor. Um, like thinking today like Dude Batista's probably the best one right now. And then, you know, um, John Cena's pretty decent and then I would say Roddy Piper's up there, you know. He should have he, like you like the Rock i like the i love the rock he's my favorite wrestler but <laughs> <no>. <laughs> what about
3: hulk hogan in that babysitter no, movie no. um
2: yeah it's just it's just unfortunate uh, like the rock is just he's not choosing uh diverse enough roles and i think roddy piper is just way way better for this um, i think he would even play this better than The rock he's the enough. working
1: class hero
2: mm. yeah. he um that's
1: why he's my number one yeah.
2: Of course, Meg Foster is uh, very beautiful, but she has those intimidating eyeballs. Oh yeah, she looks. Um, the eyes Yeah, those
1: are piercing. They cut uh, through <laughs> to the soul. <laughs>
2: Keith Davis, uh, David, and his like incredible voice mm. and his monologues were uh, were great. Um, just some of the symbolism is very strong, uh, especially when the characters that, when they watch TV. It's like kind of how you bring people together and like gather information at the same time, um, and that's how you get your, your, your ideologies from as well. So I love the whole aspect of, like, um, of the whole subliminal messaging. And, uh, yeah, and the action's great. I love the action in the movie. I like that they use, like, blood... um, Squibs. Squibs, yeah, for some scenes, which were were really great. Um, Yeah, so I would give this film a 4.25. Yeah, can't wait to talk more about it
1: alright let's get to it we're just like speeding through this thing to get to the good stuff for you all Mm -hmm. you know I get lots of mail from all the people out there being like oh can you guys like get to the review like that's why I'm tuning in for it (laughs) Oh really? We've been getting mail
2: for that stuff. So? No, no, I'm just oh, making right. that oh, okay. up. <laughs> we have no mail. Yeah, we don't <laughs> get any mail. <laughs> we just make a spam account and just like email ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah. Send laughs> we each do other take critiques. a long time sometimes <laughs> so, to get to it. <laughs> all right, we, we got it. We all right, we gotta speed it up now, right? Okay, cool. Hey,
3: but we're here now. Yeah. Wait, I, I I did have one tangent. One tangent. Uh huh. Okay, The Rock's filmography. Recently, really bad. But what's what's the movie where he uses the two x four?
2: Uh, walking tall.
3: Walking tall.
2: I will. Def- that was decent. I will defend.
3: Okay. Yeah, I will defend Walking Tall for the protagonist. Uh, I don't know where. I don't know who was on what drugs or whatever the joke is. But like to have the to take the slogan I'm gonna beat you with a 2x4 and make that a whole movie premise is admirable yeah <laughs> like he just grabs a 2x4 and just beats people with it. it's like yeah like more of that more of that energy I, I
2: forgot about that movie I, I feel like it's up there but The Rundown is still I the Rock's best rundown. movie yeah. that movie was that is the best good with Sean William Scott like that's like the, one of the better buddy action films um and the fact that he hasn't made something like that since then, when he first started, that was like, oh, that was all disappointing. yeah.
0: Once yeah. he got into the Fast and the Furious franchise.
2: Just... Uh, yeah, he, he got good in that, it's just, but he he's doesn't want to be He's making in money, it anymore. though. He's oh, yeah, making he's,
3: money. He's gonna be in Juma- Jumanji 7? Yeah. What's that movie over there in the video game? I don't know. <laughs> I think Jumanji. Welcome Jumanji. to the Jungle yeah, or something? Shit.
2: Yeah,
3: But yeah, just Walking Tall. I just remember it's like, it's small town America, small town protagonist guy against like a drug trafficker or whatever story. He doesn't use guns.
2: He uses a 2x4. Hey, hey, he, he tried to change it up. He was in Doom. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Doom. Oh, yeah. I don't think Doom was that bad. I remember watching him. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. Even though he played the main villain, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, what? Scorpion King?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like him in The Other Guys. He's not really a main character. Oh, that, yeah. He sh- See, now that's
2: the movie he should have been in, like, much more. They he plays, he plays a
0: kid. Is that uh, him and Sam Jackson?
3: Yeah, he does. Huh? Is that him and Sam Jackson? Yeah, yes. Samuel L. Jackson. They like, should aim have for the done bushes when they like yeah, <laughs> 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 jump off a
0: fucking 24 <laughs> <laughs> building.
2: <If> you guys <laughs> haven't seen the other guys, that's underrated. Um, yeah, great movie.
3: But yeah, that was my little tangent of like, it, I just have a soft spot in my heart for like seeing that as a, like a kid who's a wrestling fan. I was like, "Oh, The Rock's movie's out, Walking Tall," and I think has I like the comedic actor—I forget his name. One of those blonde guys that with the shaggy blonde hair. You know, there's two of them. One in Idiocracy, and the other one—I think it was the other one. Oh, it was it Dax Shepard? If you had a gun Owen to my Wilson? head, I couldn't tell you. Or Luke Wilson? Not a It could have been Luke Wilson. It was not Owen. I would remember my man. But yeah, that was my little tangent. Just like The Rock's took shit
2: jobs, but that was a good one. I mean, he's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood, so he's like, whatever, I'm getting paid. And like this movie, if anything's good, money will be supporting it.
3: (laughs) Money equals good.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into spoilers with this movie. Um,
0: I'm trying to save you and your family's life.
1: You couldn't even say it on your own!
0: I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Not this year. Okay. Alright.
1: I like Richie, we were talking about this earlier, where um I think you were telling me about certain complaints about like the pacing. Of the of the film, like once we first get into it, do you want to like expand on that?
2: Yeah, I think that the film does takes its takes its time. I know that maybe Tyler, you were kind of alluding to that yeah, maybe about that's how why. it was kind of the build up to it was was kind of it, it did take a lot of time. I mean, we see him wandering this town, right? He we know that he's kind of a vagabond. He's he has a backpack with him. You can tell he's uh, he doesn't have a home to go to he's he's homeless right and it is about this like lower poor class person who has nowhere to go and he just kind of going from job to job and yeah they they do focus quite a lot um, uh, within the like the community that he's in right like the people that he's surrounded by um, and who he's involved with so it took quite a bit of time before like you start to See where the story is going, like when the TV like gets hacked, right? And then, um, then the product and the church. Uh, yeah, I th- I feel like the first time I saw it, it was a bit slow for me. But this now, like being my third or fourth yeah. time watching it, it's like that's what I'm saying. I-, I-, I love the build up to it now because I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I, like I know if you already know the premise and you've seen it, it makes it way better now. Um, especially if you show it to someone who has never seen it. And and you know the buildup, you're like, oh man, just seeing their reaction and like when he puts on the shades, like I showed it to my students and they've never seen it, no one's ever seen it. And then when he puts on the shades and he sees the the billboard for the first time, everyone was like, whoa, what? You know, <laughs> like the whole like realization was like incredible. So.
0: Yeah, I love the the aliens too, <laughs> just like the the aesthetic of them. It is but, iconic, and, yeah. Like
3: the the, the the weird off like it's the kind like of that, like nineteen
0: fifties like B movie, it does, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But the, like the, it leans the, into it. The choice mm-hmm.
2: of the the black and white, yeah. It's almost um, color. You know, you could have chosen different route for how you want the reality to look, but they, you know, purposely chose black and white. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I
3: love that we did. We only get they destroy the satellite dish, and then we get them in color. So it's like a parallel. Right. Like they can, everyone running the yeah. film has now been the control's eyes, gone the control's gone so they can see him now and then we as the audience also can see him and they're red and like red <laughs> and blue skin <laughs>
0: that fucking final scene oh my god Oh, the That's little all... stinger to end off
3: yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere it's like there's the, she's just got fucking
0: the, it. she realize he's got
3: it. there's like no nudity not a lot of blood like it's not like Robocop or anything it's What does of, he
0: say? Uh, he's like it looks like your face Got dipped in formaldehyde <laughs> Yeah And he's
3: like, he like Hold on Like stop the cameras He's like What the <laughs> Yeah I love the Yeah The aesthetics So they have like Reptilian eyes too mm-hmm.
0: Yeah It like leans into The cheesiness
2: mm-hmm.
0: And yeah Even with the Like the drones Oh, yeah. The drone. <laughs> like, when it explodes.
3: That's, yeah, they lean... God, That's hyper- crazy.
0: They're, like, ahead of the time. They were so ahead of the time. I mean, I guess they, did, they had drones back then, but not, like, uh, what we have now. That looked like a Mavic, you know? <laughs> like personal, Someone's personal drone these days.
3: Yeah, there's, there's always been, like, sci-fi. Like It's just, like, the idea of a robot that, you know, can do that. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, essentially. But, yeah, I like the, uh on reviewing or watching this for the second or third time for myself the keeping a keen eye for the little hints of like the the god the character the little hints that there's the conspiracy happening in the background as well as like the uh historical context of piper piper's character and keith david's character they're like they're we don't i don't know the exact economy reason but it's like uh you know it's parallels to the uh the Great Depression, with the people going west, you know, the Okies and all that stuff coming here to the west coast. There's Graves of Wrath. They're going to California as well. So yeah, it makes sense that the foam set, I think, in LA, west coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some also, like, I think it's, maybe it's Reagan stuff? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't get a lot of it until Clinton, but it's kind of, like, predictive of the uh, deindustrialization of the U.S. and this shift to, like, tech and service jobs. Like, there's... Like Heath David characters laid off a saw, a mill, or is that Piper's like?
1: I think a steel mill, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, just mm-hmm. the
3: characters. Yeah, the industrializations being outsourced, and yeah, the, and then even the most poignant thing was the character who's they they use like third world and all that stuff when they're talking about the conspiracy. that's like yeah, it's a, they. It's it's like Avatar in that regard where it's. Them going like the aliens are us, the aliens are the U.S. in a way, and but instead it's happening to us in the U.S. and the whole planet Earth. Like we're being treated like the U.S. treats uh, regions of Africa or Bangladesh or other nations, like third world countries. Like yeah, they're coming here, they exploit the resources, just make a profit, and they don't care how many of us are killed in the process. It's all, yeah, it's yeah, very topical even today. Like there's yeah there's. So, so prophetic, I think, and it was happening back then too. Like Reagan had the Guatemalan death squads, but that was more like political than just pure prophets. Well, I guess it was also prophets, kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just love that aspect on this viewing. That's I didn't give it a five. Even like some of the like when he puts on the glasses and
0: he's looking at the TV and it looks like a politician with the skull face, kind of almost looks like Reagan.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, mm-hmm. and then and it's also very, it's very racially aware. Like yeah. I don't think there's any. No 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 non-white person is an alien, because I, I don't think so explicitly. It looks like old money. Yeah. Like every wasp, is a mm-hmm. person. And then the great line where, she, he's in the convenience store and he sees the old white lady and he's like, oh my god, you're like, you look so disgusting. And then he turns to another old lady and he's like, no, you look beautiful. But her, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally a reptilian alien. <laughs>
1: yeah that's the one thing i i always appreciated about this film was that it doesn't treat the audience or like it it fully expects the viewer to catch on to everything that's coming at it because you know like it's mentioned before the pacing it plays its it, it takes its time in a very cool and collected way like it knows what it's going for and it has full confidence in itself and i love that about the story because it's just it when i first saw it it immediately sucked me in um just be, you know uh pat you mentioned grapes of wrath earlier i for some reason have always had like a um a, a a deep love and like admiration for that story grapes of wrath as well as the film um with henry ford in it mm-hmm. it's something about like um, seeing people on hard times and just being exploited, that really speaks to my soul in a, in a strange way. Um, you know, probably an unsurprising way. Yeah, probably,
3: I think subconsciously we may all have that desire as modern Americans.
1: Mm hmm. And then, um, you know, once seeing this film kind of in like a hyper. Uh, Oh god, I'm trying to think of like the right word, but um, it's basically grapes of wrath, but on steroids okay. in the '80s. Yeah, it's '80s at, at the height at the height of like, you know, mass consumption, mm-hmm. um, and then, like you said, with with seeing that it's Roddy Piper and like knowing his background and everything, and even like past that, like how he ended up like going out and stuff. Like, um, I agree with what Richie said. It seemed like he was born to play or to have some more exploration in this area of work because i feel like his work as john nada is it, it's it's like a glove like he just fits in so seamlessly to the story it's practically seamless to me and i was in it a hundred percent the moment the music started playing like with the bass line the recurring motif of that where it's like do do
2: he starts noticing things. Do do, yeah. Yeah, it almost felt like a, a western, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the main theme uh, that's uh, continuous throughout the film. Um, yeah, because you know he's essentially a, an outlaw. Yeah. You know, someone who comes into town and, and reshapes uh, society, right? And that's kind of how most westerns are, right? When the 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 outlaw or the the, the hero comes into town and then save, you know, maybe rescues a, a few. Um, Kidnappies and is it and uh, or you know he yeah he, resh- he reshapes society just by his presence right just by him investigating what's going on and yeah man Roddy Roddy Piper is incredible in this film um I can tell John Carpenter has like a, a certain type that he wants to cast in his films like Roddy Piper Kurt Russell like they both have very similar look to them right and the long hair and the fucking um <laughs> yeah that's, I, I lo- that's the
3: era <laughs> <laughs> that's the era
2: <laughs> in the, the 80s man the the fucking 80s was like John Carpenter's fucking whole decade of like being fantastic mm-hmm. Um, yeah yeah it, it's it's great and, and Meg Foster is, is really great too for um like yeah they cast they cast the right person to play that role cause you, you kinda like almost wanna fall for her and like you know just mm-hmm. cause like she has those like fucking the eyes are so crystal piercing. blue yeah. eyes like like damn i don't know if she's wearing contacts or what but no those are her natural eyes damn yeah that's crazy and
3: then, um, yeah they're they're so piercing and beautiful but there's also an uncanniness to it yeah it's just like yeah kind of side-eye it, seeing the facades being pulled and back
2: you see the foreshadowing of of her turn as a character because like she lives in such a nice area <laughs> like her apartment that she lives in is like um yeah she's super like well you can tell like she has wealth And she has a really high position, and and they did um, foreshadow earlier in the film about like people uh, selling out, yeah, selling out essentially, and just uh, yeah promoting themselves up higher up in the ranks, just to side with you know these these things, right? These 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 occupiers. They it's they live. Uh, (laughs) No offense to all the they them pronoun people, but they live.
3: (laughs) So they they live. We what is it? We sleep. Yeah. They live <laughs> oh, asleep. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the the tagline that the police cover up.
3: Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, it is, like you said, it's foreshadowed where it's, uh, she works in, she's like, oh, I work for K- Channel 54. So she's in broadcasting. You're like, hmm. And then, uh, I think when she does that sweet move to knock him out the window. Oh, yeah. that was, I had that to was great.
1: I had to rewind that like 5 times. <laughs> but yeah, she
3: calls someone, but it's not the cops. We don't know who she calls. So it's it's kind of later on when the turn happens. She's like, "Oh, she's probably just it's like we come in the middle she of her conversation. Yeah, or we come in the middle of her conversation where she's probably calling like one of the aliens or like someone who's like like the guy who shot up the mall. Like he took me hostage and they're like oh are you okay and we come in on that part of are you okay and she's like yeah i'm fine and like that's <laughs> just yeah it's like very subtly communicated more so than the other traitor who's kind of hamming it up but also like, you like just wanted to get shot it's like oh yeah boys I, I sold them right down the river look at me living good i have a suit <laughs> it's just die <laughs> but yeah it's very powerful like i, I I, i'm i'm ready at <laughs> the end of this movie i'm ready <laughs>
1: that's it, like exactly like that's that's one thing i genuinely love about this film is that it's it's sort of like a call to action in and of itself yeah it's nice. um, Yeah, it's like nice. it goes beyond it feels like this movie is just sort of like a vessel to no. generate like a you know it's that that typical like revolutionary kind of like mindset where it's like okay or nearing the end of this cycle something new needs to start because the old is no longer serving us oh, yeah.
3: and then yeah it captures it really captures the uh, how it, the film captures how we lack that transcendent force for revolution as modern people because like they live the films called they live all the protagonists die <laughs> so it's a uh, yeah I think I am yeah but also, like, just, like, unrepentantly, like, the cops are just, like, doing a fire line, firing line on a, the protagonists. And, like, you know, we've had a recent, we've had recent, in this country, we've had a recent, uh, or constant, even. Just, you, god, we would had a story about a cop's, locally, tasing, like, a husky to death. Like, they just tased a dog. <laughs> like, I worked at Amazon, I ran, I, I was attacked by three dogs at once, and it's, I don't know, just something about the cops they're on they're they're like the i think the patience is running thin mm-hmm. but again we lack that transcendent force for a change so like we'll there'll be protests and actions there'll be simulations of change in action is but, like budgets have just gone up since 2020 right. since the uh, floyd protests like their numbers are just they're getting tanks they're getting trained by israeli like counter-terrorist forces that like fight Hamas. <laughs> like yeah. they're getting ready for the the American insurgency and how to just kill people.
1: Yeah, cuz that uh wasn't one of the local representatives like voted to spend or basically allocate a percentage of the budget to go towards basically a tank for the police. Mm-hmm. And here in like Sacramento. Yeah, they remember. need
3: a tank. We have Every time I'm driving to work, I take a stray RPG. I just take a stray <laughs> RPG blast. Huh? Right to my front axle. <laughs> like, I get it's bad here with gun culture, but yeah, I just, I don't know.
0: Would you say a transcendent force could be having Roddy Piper make you eat a garbage can? <laughs> <laughs> everybody, my...
3: everybody just needs to get their ass whooped by Roddy Piper <laughs> one <laughs> time, and if then I got you got can my... see clearly. If I got my ass beat that hard, maybe I would... Be n- not be afraid of dying for a cause <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because it's like that's to me frank is i feel like he stands just as tall as a you know bringing it back to that film title um as a john nada um because he they it was mentioned earlier it's like they both have completely different ideologies that's like one of their first uh interactions that they have where when um John arrives on the scene of the construction we can kind of see Frank side eyeing him getting like a you know a, um, a oh, feel yeah. of him and uh and then afterwards you know the the foreman comes by he's like hey you can't sleep here <laughs> and it's like what do you think I'm gonna do just like dig a hole and just like camp
3: in it it's like no no yeah I love how subtle it is too it's like can I work it's like you it's like union only like you got to be in. And then he looks and he sees, uh, which is communicated to be like cheaper labor that's like off the table. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, okay, like, who do I talk to for what to do? (laughs) Where he's going, I get it. I'm not going to have worker protections or be a part of the union, but I'll be just, you know, exploited labor under the table. Mm hmm. Just like Keith David is. And all, a lot of the people on the, a lot of the people actually doing the work.
1: Exactly. Which is like when they, when, we finally do have them both introduced to one another um frank you know offers up a place to stay for john and then um we kind of see them have like a, a sort of strange interaction where he where he doesn't really take frank's offer right away but then we sort of see him following him on his way back and then they have a little bit of a scuffle right then uh in there mm-hmm. uh where frank's like you know i don't like when people follow me yeah and then um He's like, I gotta know the reason why. And then John combats it with, oh well, I don't follow somebody until I see where they're going. And it's like they're both going for the same thing, but different courses. Yeah. Like they're they're basically like two comets hurtling in two opposite directions, but they're about to like intersect. And we finally get that at like the crux of like during that fight scene, where oh, yeah. um, uh, even like when they're at the uh the shelter and whatnot frank's like entire monologue of uh you know basically being like you know uh everybody's out to um to live their own life while also taking or looking to take you out in the process of it or something like that
3: frank's more aware of how it is and then our protagonist is more like you just work like, hard no, yeah, America. He's a, yeah he's yeah. an idealist in a way he's like if you just work hard and do the right thing things will work out and then he sees the cops before the aliens are introduced the cops just like steamrolling homeless people with machines and just walking in a flat line punching people mm-hmm. men, women, children he's like okay maybe maybe my way isn't the way yeah but that scene was like one of my favorite scenes oh it was? The, the lighting in that I felt like the lighting was really good oh, the colors yeah. dystopian the harsh mm. red of like fire burning yeah like a- the siren has colors. like it has like a terminator feel yeah like the terminator 2 when you see the the t-800s just like walking over schools mm-hmm. it's like yeah there's the
2: the cops doing the same thing well and it's even the un- the dread and uneasiness of like the helicopter hovering over the church oh yeah like, whenever he enters the church and he leaves like the helicopter is like already there like fucking watching them right and um yeah uh And then when he like fucking spies on the the church for (laughs) with using the binoculars for a while, where he borrowed from, um, one of the uh, the guys, yeah, uh, one of the homeless, uh, teenage gentlemen. yeah, Yeah. a young guy, and um, (laughs) yeah, when he's looking at the church, and then he fucking looks up, and there's a fucking helicopter there, and you're like, oh shit, like everything's like getting getting all crazy now. Everything's connected. Um, (laughs) Yeah, David's like, leave it alone, man.
1: Yeah, because, because Frank's character is only in this because he has a wife and a child to take care of. But uh, that apparently he hasn't seen for months.
2: Like six months. They're all mm-hmm. in Detroit. He has more to lose.
1: Yeah, he's just passing through town to town just to be able to support his family because there isn't any work whatsoever. The wedge that was driven between the upper class and the lower cla- classes and is basically at the crux of like crumbling um, under beneath its own weight now that the middle class is like entirely gone. This is in the fucking 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things were good
3: mm-hmm. for the middle class. Yeah like you
1: could actually buy a house yeah. for like, like they even now. They say <laughs> when they're at
0: like that conference later in like the last third of the film they're like by 2025 yeah. we'll have full control and power over the whole world. It's like damn like we're two years away.
3: <laughs> it's already happened. I, I think long. that's I the yeah. <laughs> they, they were ahead of schedule.
1: But I, I really like the um, the dynamic between John and Frank's character. To me, I love how basically all the the entire romantic side plot it just never came to fruition. I'm a huge fan of that. It's very one sided too. Yeah, absolutely one sided. And um just it was it was about like two people in two different areas of their life coming together for like a unifying cause. Again, this is what they fear. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> unification because like mm-hmm. they the wedge is there for a reason. They need to keep us separate in order to profit off of us in order to basically reap in the the rewards like while giving us like nothing in return. Basically just like crumbs in a way, but just, just like, enough to get us by. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just seeing, like, all the messages on the board, like, the different ones, like, marry and reproduce and everything, it's like, yeah, because that benefits yep. America the most out of, like, anything that you could possibly do. It isn't recycling. Yeah. It isn't, um... Stay asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Consume. Consume. Reproduce. Just just and waste obey. time. Tomo. Obey.
1: <laughs> and, it's, and it's making, because this has been something that I've been thinking about in my own life, even prior to seeing this the second time around, um... I've just been trying to be more cognizant of basically distractions uh, where, for instance, I'm just walking into a store and then you're like immediately hit by different colors to like draw in your attention. And then you see all this like light bubbly ads like Mm. Pat mentioned earlier, like on candy bars, like on clothing and like all this stuff. And it's like, it's basically like just buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. And it's like, I'm just there to get... Like toothpaste or something like that, yeah.
3: and it's it, it feels so, it, ta- it feels so evil now because it's like by me and it's reflective of who you are as an individual and it's positive. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like, oh uh,
2: well, yeah, money is god. Yeah, money.
3: God. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Like, uh, like I don't know, like not organic because organic is good, like inherently, but like just. I'm trying to think of like like,
1: oh yeah you're you're getting something that's fresh you're also taking care of yourself by not introducing these harmful i don't it's like yeah that's a great thing that's how it should always be yeah but it's like you have to make a choice between that that's to me that's the sad thing
3: yeah it's like electric vehicles cool that's cool tesla no lithium ripped out of the ground by like child miners in africa not cool uh, probably future wars in Afghanistan for lithium deposits again not cool but that's you know the electric car is a good idea but the execution is just carbon footprint stuff like you know you, our, we have a zero carbon footprint I mean they just pay someone to theoretically plant trees in a nation where it's unsupervised and yeah they get credits it's yeah it we want to do good but there's inherently nothing changing anywhere it's all
1: all just like a it's all an image it's yeah no you know what it is that's why it's so this bad is,
3: now because it's like it's it's like a.
1: it's like the allegory of the cave basically where we're just seeing the shadows placed up against the rocks and everything yeah where it's like
3: we're being sold that illusion we're sold the illusion that we're not slowly being poisoned but yeah they're just they're they're cranking that poison
1: gas i mean even like what's going on it's, in ohio yeah. and stuff yeah,
3: that's yeah that's great that's a great example it's wild there's so many memes of like the hyper reality it's like the simulation's broken like there's white noise made in 2021 2022 i saw like a like a, a breakdown of like like oh finding out a national tragedy happened because of that parallels a movie and then it's like finding out that extras in that movie will like die from the same things as the movie itself Oh, yeah,
0: I, I did read that that they basically like called that, right? Yeah, the, and they the the feel the like the same town
3: the exact same town There's people How who the are, fuck is that possible? Yeah There's people who are extras in that movie that are probably gonna get like cancer in five years if they're lucky It's that long from yeah, exposure to that these seems chemicals that the movies about That seems fishy
1: Oh, dude! Fishy? Speaking of fishy, like all their fish and yeah, everything, and the
0: that. rivers
3: are all like dead. I was
0: reading like foxes. Oh, like, guy had like foxes die, <sighs> livestock, chickens. Yeah,
3: and not to get too political, but and like if they
0: they're dying immediately, those animals. Think about any person that was near that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is it's happening in Ohio? Mm-hmm.
3: It, yeah, the
2: uh, Cleveland, Ohio,
3: um, East Palestine. Yeah. Oh shit! it's the name? But mm-hmm. even if you read into the the. Uh... <laughs> If you're really insane and online, like I am, there's like, oh, the, the Palestinian connection subconsciously of like, you know, that's just a funny joke. I'm like, oh, what a coincidence. Like there's, uh, in Israel last year, that journalist was shot by a sniper for uh, Al Jahira. Uh, an American citizen just shot with a sniper through the head like a hundred yards away from the demonstration. And then, uh, yeah, nothing, there's no investigation. No, we're not going to look into that, we're not going to stop giving them money to do what they're doing. They have a checkpoint with an automated torrent that's going to use facial recognition technology. It's like, it, I don't know, it's like it's like Robocop stuff happening. Where there's like an unmanned machine gun on a, on a walk space. That's going to maybe be given permission to kill in the near future. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty insane we're seeing more dystopian things constantly than these movies
1: yeah and that's what i mean this movie is like sort of a nice reminder in regards to that um and i i know that that's a very like topical thing to say but it is what it is you know like for me like watching this it it reminds me of all the ways that i'm being profited off of and it makes me feel repulsed by it um and it also makes me repulsed at the thought of like how many other you know countless individuals that you know we're all we're all suffering from this and it's like the way that it's like how how would things be different if this wasn't actually as prevalent as it is now um i feel like i wouldn't be so like paranoid um when it comes to just being out on my own like, cause it's like I go on a lot of walks and everything like that, and I'm very like hesitant of like seeing other people like walk past me, and and I'm like, why is that? It's like, cause I feel like I have to stay on top of my my toes basically when I'm just off by my own, you know, I can't have like two headphones in, you know, somebody might come up on me, you know, uh, and that's a very real thing, right, like, because it happens all the time around. And we're men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's there's people that are going to like basically step on you. Um, and so I, you know, we were talking about this uh, when we were in San Francisco, Pat, but like the way that we both handle it, like if we suspect oh, yeah, like, a just, shady person yeah. like on um, you know, walking towards us, I go on the opposite side of the street. I'm like, nope, I'm not dealing with you. Like, no. Like, if you're cool, cool. I'm just going to go on this side of the street. <laughs> but if you're weird, man, I dodged a bullet, basically.
3: I still say eye contact. As yeah. A way, yeah. You create this, you create, like, a kind of spiritual connection. Just like when it's, like, if a car is about to, like, shady looking at a light and you're about to cross, like, just make eye contact to, like, ignore, like, You know, really, really be sure they see you as a person. Like, if they're looking at their phone and you're like, "I'm about to cross," like they may just run you over. But if you look them in the eye, they they see you as a person and they see you in the moment. And same thing with people who are like, you know, shady. You know, just of my contact. To let them know you see them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, I've been taking that advice to heart this past week mm-hmm. and man, it's been helping out a lot. Like I don't worry about like getting ran over as much whenever I'm going like through crosswalks because yeah. like I see people like barreling through and. Like, I've almost been ran over a few times just by, like, walking. So, yeah, sometimes it doesn't
0: work. I also... I, oh, yeah, I, you gotta walk across and hit them with the stare down if they're pulling up when you fast. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 a week ago, I did
3: get someone accelerating at me. Oh, really? Yeah, like a... Uh, it was, like, a souped-up car, too. And they are at a red, like, 20 yards down. I'm like, I'm gonna jaywalk. I can make it. I'm just, like, looking at them, and, they, like, their tires are screeching as they light went green. <laughs> And they're just, like, humming at me. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, did I offend you crossing the road? Or like, got to be you... as fast as possible. Yeah, like you're, yeah you're, you're punching it, and I'm just walking. So sometimes it doesn't work, but that guy had shades on.
1: Yeah, see, the shades introduce a whole yeah. other level of, like, basically d- disconnect.
3: Yeah, the shades and the desire for, I guess, some kind of vehicular manslaughter as an assertion of self. <laughs> 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 but when they look you in the eyes you know you can see them as a person they're probably not going to do that <laughs> Yeah. If, if they have their shades on and they barrel at you you gotta get out of the way it doesn't work then
1: <laughs> but like one, one thing that um, I or one sort of like question that I have about this movie is you know this to me a good movie isn't one that uh only holds a mirror up to society and is like hey look at how ugly you are oh, or look yeah. at how cool you are it's not and some it's lame
3: like, absurdist movie
2: yeah yeah it's
1: yeah exactly it isn't it isn't self-referential to a point where it's just for like glorification mm-hmm. um or basically just edginess in a way
3: yeah. i'm aware of the postmodern condition that's, yeah. that's all i need to be yeah i don't need a transcendent force which this movie has
1: yeah and and basically going back to that um like how our society could potentially have that transcendental force um, basically my question is what do you all think could potentially like lull people out of like a sense of sleep or of waking slumber I know that it's a you know there's not a right answer to it but like what sort of things would apocalypse well, well what sort of things like help you all become grounded or like balanced like what oh, are yeah. what do you do? I I think if the
2: the film, um, if it was made today, if if it focused more on topics like, um, you know, um, animal rights or like even in your food, like nutrition and whatnot, because that's something that keeps us fueled every day, right? Or maybe something with your cars, right? Gas, like things that you need daily to live. I think that's something that like, yeah, would bother me, right? Because especially like if we eat McDonald's all the time, you know, that's going to be really bad for you, right? But if you're in a pinch, like, oh, I guess McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Um, but if you realize, like, the, if you can really see exactly what's inside the food, if you had shades on and see what the fuck you're eating, mm-hmm. like, that'd be pretty <laughs> nuts, right?
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: I think I think back to the first Reformed
3: tackles that well. I think we did an episode on that pretty yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good... That's a good, like, ground, like, the core premise of that movie has a good grounding force for the protagonist, which I enjoy a lot. But me, personally, there's, uh, uh i say there's no hope, but the grounding yeah. force for me is, uh, I think, like, nature, or, you know, being present, uh, looking at the sky and realizing, like, you know, the inherent beauty of the world around you but like for like the wake up call, like the call to action thing, like in this movie, I don't think there is any. Uh, We're post Epstein. Uh, We're probably gonna see a nuclear bomb, maybe in a year, two years, detonated if things keep happening. Like I called my cousin in DC who works for the Navy and like his perspective on the conflicts like with Russia and China is just so dystopian. Or it's like it's a good
2: thing <laughs> yeah but isn't that always been the thing for like the past I don't know 40, 50 years like every decade it's we're getting closer to World War 3 or something about to blow up or we're gonna we're already in the apocalypse apocalyptic times dystopian future I,
3: but, but the crazy thing is if you look at history like we did we, we skirted it like four times and like three of them are due to the Soviet uh, commanders in those situations, like saying, like, no, actually, I want like a missile to strike before I launch mine. Like, I think it's a submarine or a missile silo commander had like false readings on a certain day that like missiles were launched, and his orders were just like, no matter what, like if they're launching missiles at us, you go full-scale nuclear retaliation on the U.S. And he's like, no, I'm gonna wait two hours for like confirmation from another like sensory system even though his orders were to just hit the button right then. And then the second, the two hours came around and the, sen- the other sensor was like, Oh no, that's like a false positive. Like you, you saved humanity basically by not hitting the button while the sensors told you to like, you're one a robot. Uh, and then I've seen people say that I think it's more plausible now. Cause again, like the call of my cousin who's saying, just like, getting me hacked, not even hacked. It's just like, we're going <laughs> to give, we're going to give, uh, I don't. I, I, it's so insane. I don't know. Just you look at. If you Google Ukrainian fighters, they'll have SS armbands. And I don't like,
2: know, Pat, man, we have good. We have good people all over the we world. We have good man. people. They, they I, don't want. We, it, they don't I talked about this happen. with
3: them He's like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop Russia, and then we gotta get ready for China. I was like, what is China doing? It's like they're trying to. They're I'm trying sure to there, take a superpower i sure role. there are
2: people over there, you know, like, allies over there, like, you know, we don't want this to happen either. They, like.
3: No, it's like, no, there's no Spetnaz kill team coming to come kill us. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no Russian, like, civilian corps. It's like, I can't wait to kill people in California or Nebraska or just those dirty Americans. Like, no, it's just governments and governments. And now the Russian government doesn't even have, like, the ideological framework of communism to, like make them at least a little more humanist. Now they're just oligarchically controlled, just like we are. And in the past Cold War history, like the US is like policy was like, we'll just keep pushing them until they hit the button and they won't because you know, we don't care. It's like either we'll make money or we'll just all die and it doesn't matter. And then now we got two sides that are gonna be doing that soon. And yeah, so I'm like, there's no, there's no call to action. Like we're arming neo-Nazis that are like unrepentantly wearing like swastikas but then the Wait, really? Oh yeah, there's like the you see the the two lightning bolts, you'll see the skull with the bones. They're trying to get on top of it, but like because of the Ukrainian Ukrainian history with the Soviet rise uh with the Holodomor genocide in the 19 whatever's 20s, I think, the famine. Like they do have a uh They're stuck between a rock and a hard place, culturally, because they were invaded by the Nazis and the Nazi push. But then there was also a tyrannical, like, Stalinist era, too, where people regressed to those. Because, like, you're in Ukraine, there's just Nazis and, like, Stalinists fighting each other, practically. And you're not included Mm -hmm. into the communistic framework as much as, like, a Russian citizen. So you're exploited. So like your heroes are either the Nazis killing the,
2: yeah. the, the Soviet Stalinists Damn.
3: or the Stalinists killing the Nazis, and you got to pick between those two. And the U.S. is backing Nazis who are fighting against the Stalinist Soviets, because our conflict is with Russia as a government, and Russia has the lockdown on the communist Stalinist imagery of you know that era. So we got to prop hmm. up the Nazis and.
2: The whole enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, but again, it's,
3: but also we're not supporting. We, right. we want pure equality, and but also like we they have this they have the SS logo on their shoulders. I gotta
1: look. I gotta look more into this. Uh,
3: it's it's so insane. We're gonna give them artillery that can reach Moscow probably within a year, and if you think Russia's not gonna like if we keep pushing them far enough that if we're striking, Mo- if we're using them as a proxy to bomb Moscow, like they're just gonna nuke a part of Ukraine and or the U (laughs) S maybe China will invade Taiwan before then and help cool this whole thing down. But it's, it's looking pretty grim And my, yeah. The perspective was like, no, we need to do this because again, we got to keep the uh, lizard people and they live in charge of (laughs) our lives. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm sorry to get so doom and gloom, but like there's no revolutionary force anymore. We lost that force that this movie is trying to communicate with. That's why I love the movie. You know, Piper transcends. They trans- they're they willing to die for a cause. We're not willing to do that here. We'll, we'll do stuff for a cause. We'll change our social media. We'll identify ourselves with a certain political party. But like to, to die, like we're not the Algiers. We're not gonna die in the streets for a cause. We're not pushed that far yet. And then our causes are gonna be what? Like war with Russia or China. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe hopefully we can die in the streets against those concepts of like nuclear destruction but even then we're having there's just no progress like cuba's still like extremely sanctioned by us and they codified same-sex marriage and abortion into their constitution as like a dunk on us while we were overturning roe v wade but again they're like yeah. our, they're an eternal enemy they're not allowed to be traded with we're not allowed to be friendly with them they're right off the coast of florida <laughs> they're an eternal enemy because they literally just are just taking care of their people and developing... I don't know. Like, why, why is it like that? Because of the 60s? What did they do? They killed Kennedy? No, that that was us. Yeah, see, <laughs> this is why
0: I just don't even try and... I don't try and worry about it.
3: You can't... That's... And again, that's why... I am why interested I, in it, though. It's fun to look at it and the fun to see, like, the, the doomsday clock progressing, maybe. Yeah. Microplastics. I'll start worrying
0: change. about it when, like, I get the official alert yeah like, that's why I first we re- are officially fucked when yeah. i get that text from pat then i'll be like ah damn well at least i had a good time Tyler, it's to already it.
3: it's already happened
0: yeah <laughs> all right well i'm gonna keep if i can still keep having a good time no oh, yeah while it's happening
3: no that, and that's all you really can do and then i think to, back to first reform that trend that beautiful moment with the, the two characters is about how you can find beauty and love outside of the future
2: because
3: mm-hmm. the future is the future
0: even yeah. if there's impending doom, but there's always
3: impending doom, and that's again back to the Kevin. You enlightened me on this a bit, but the uh, the transcendent force needed for change and revolution is like you know an an acquisition of accepting death as like you know it, it, it's just something we can't do as Americans. We want comfort and happiness and easiness, not and- harsh hardship and sacrifice.
0: Do you think if there was a way for all of the lies to be released officially would that do it i uh, th- like a F- fin- the- like it would be, have to be 100 percent official like oh
3: i don't know but it, it, it can't be <laughs> the Eps- remember when the epstein stuff was happening and bloomberg was doing articles about like like deep fakes are so advanced it can make anything look like anything if any photos come out of me bloomberg <laughs> Well, yeah, he owns yeah. the paper. The paper's doing stories is that, about is AI that a new cop DP.
0: out now? Is that going to just they're, be a new cop? They out? were
3: trying. That was the cop out while Epstein stuff was coming out of them saying like, if you see any photos, like it's probably faked. It's probably Russia. It's probably them stealing the election again. And you know, it's just they're gonna. There could be footage of Hillary Clinton eating a baby. But what <laughs> if we had like a Mister Robot type hacker? That I did it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I I, I need to you guys see watch Mr. Robot. I love Mr. Robot. Need dude, to, dude. Oh, dude. oh my God, Pat!
0: You, dude. Uh, Pat, dude I feel like Mr. Robot is. It's made for Pat. Literally it's made for, me. Yeah, it's made made for, for Pat. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
3: But I think if we if we saw that stuff, it wouldn't do anything. Like the Podesta emails, the Podesta art. I'm trying not to go full Pizzagate, but like, there's he has like a he has like a weird art. It's like it's an artist's work of like an abused childhood from their perspective. But when you have like podesta buying that art and putting it in his house of like a naked kid crying <laughs> and all that stuff i try not to lose my mind but it's so hard not to <laughs> it's like i don't believe pe- that there's a dungeon under the pizza restaurant but there is a moloch demon that they all like feed sacrificially not literally or literally
1: it's metaphorically
3: it that's the beauty I, but, but then again i
1: get what you're saying like
3: if there's literally also... a moloch demon on epstein island i'd feel so much better is there (laughs) or is
0: is their collective the moloch
3: demon itself that's what the reality is yeah Yeah, the reality is the moloch is metaphorically it's the myth yeah
1: that people buy into yeah the
3: sacrifice of the children metaphorically is the sacrifice of the younger generation
1: see and and that's the problem is that we don't have modern myths to me they live is the last modern myth like that, I feel is meant to, prepare, or bestow upon us, yeah. like some sort of information. It's touching that to energy to decipher, yeah. and he, to implement in our own
3: lives. He transcends through his death. He frees us all. He he dies for our sins, but he's not saying. And again, in '80s fashion and Piper fashion, Just flipping off the camera. Yeah, he's not saying it is. O- it is finished. He's not Christ on the cross saying it's finished. Like the sins are redeemed. He's. He's redeeming the sins of what allowed us to be controlled, and he's saying like "fuck it." <laughs> he's saying he's turning back and saying "fuck it," and you shoot the satellite, and then he's flipping off the helicopter. A bit yeah, of the punk. Yeah, he
2: shoots a beautiful Holly too, you know. I mean, he you had to give me. that up. Just
1: yeah. <laughs> pulls it out from underneath his like, yeah. sleeve.
2: Dude, yeah. he could, you know, he could have had a really great life, right? He could have went to the, uh, be rich, could have had a fucking a home, right? Because he doesn't have a home. But it's not a problem. Could have had that. everything that he wanted, and yeah, he but, fucking did it for the people.
1: Oh, so there's like a few things I want to touch on. Um, the first thing that came to mind when seeing, uh, for instance, the uh, the person at the black or the uh, the tie the suit and tie event. Mm-hmm. Um, the traitor yeah the traitor um it reminded me of like various instances throughout like history as well as just like um uh basic social constructs like for instance like prisons like there's a, mm-hmm. like there's a there's the idea of the rat like who who sells information who's willing to turn on another individual for their own gain yeah. you see that like appear throughout like prisons as well as like even in um like uh with like prison camps like you would have uh people like selling out uh people of their own kind in order to maintain like a higher place on the social hierarchy of you know whatever establishment that they're a part of at that time um like neighbors turning on neighbors because like that's where these lecherous people like that's where they they sapped the vitality Mm -hmm. out of society and um like Like Pat, you mentioned it about like uh, there's like we don't have like a not us specifically, but like maybe our society right now doesn't have um, a reason to die or like a like a cause to die for. Mm -hmm. And because it's like, what do you think is the most uncomfortable thing people can think about throughout the day? It's their own death. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. Like because that's the only guarantee in life is that you will die and everyone around you will die. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's coming. It's like we're all experiencing time at the same moment and everything, but it's like eventually it just stops before you know it. Yeah. And it's like unless you think about that, like not on a day-to-day basis, but if you, but on on a you know, uh, at least at least like a few times a week maybe, just yeah. to make sure that you're you're doing things properly, uh, you're doing all you want to do in but case you do go out in the next yeah. five minutes or something like that.
3: But they've turned it against us. Now you, you think about dying but also you think about dying in the streets that's your motivating factor
1: yeah and it's like that's also uncomfortable right yeah. it's like who wants to die in the streets it's like no you want to die in like a bed like surrounded by loved ones maybe or yeah. like i don't know whatever you want to do um like we want to have control over that mm-hmm. when we're introduced to these uh forces that could potentially rule out that uh that level of control it makes us uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a way and and we're basically taught in like this this weird society that like in order to get ahead we have to like step on other people or we have to like fall into place basically for things to you know go basically as they should and it's making me like aware of like different like places where I've been employed where it's like oh the Kool Aid is strong at this place
3: <laughs> um, oh God I did an internship once never again. <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> it's so bad everywhere dollar general too mm. it's like we we're competing with Walmart that's why there's a that's why there's a timer on your <laughs> on like the distance I walk like stalking the shelves there's like a there's a robot counting how long I'm taking so we're competing with Walmart so i got it they're they're monitoring how long I was taking on tasks throughout the day it's just, yeah <laughs> the boss or the gm would tell you like no but we're competing with walmart though that's our goal that's why i have that's why you're i live in a panopticon at work back then it's just yeah (laughs) it's just just the kool-aid the evilness the hard-working
2: yeah
0: i think about that like what you were saying earlier like thinking about death and stuff. I think about that all the time like with Mac. (laughs) Like with having a dog, I'm like, fuck. Every time he's like whining and wants to go for a walk and I'm like feeling lazy, I'm like, fuck I don't wanna go. I'm like, well shit, the day that fucker dies, I'm gonna be like, damn it, I should have took him on a walk that day. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, fuck. I'll get up. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Seeing like pets are like there's been And then it's
0: always worth it. It's always like I'm glad I got out here.
3: It's like thank you Mac now you got to do that for the homeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then our media reaffirms that they're actually, you know, people are not right. People are evil. Where this does a great film, this does a great job of showing, like, literally, the, they're the most saintly figures, and the upper class are the most satanic, evil, alien figures. They're not human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the The homeless shelter has people reading to mentally undeveloped people. There's like a lady soothing and reading to a child who seems to be mentally undeveloped. And there's like, you know, just community and diversity. And then the aliens take the form of just rich white people who are ruling over you who don't care about the pollution to the earth or the deaths or the destruction. How, how was this
0: movie received when it came out? I feel I feel like this I th- should have been really controversial.
3: I think it, it uh... It helped WWE a lot. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I, yeah. I heard there's like a. I remember hearing that like Piper's accomplishment really shifted the WWE. That's I how remember, we got the added. I've never seen era. any other Roddy Piper movies either. I don't think he's in, maybe in two more.
0: I
1: don't think they're good. I I I only remember him from being in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like as the maniac. Oh yeah. But um, aside from that, I've only seen him in this film. And I think that it is a role for the ages because I immediately identify with the character I you know it's that same thing like with Grapes of Wrath where it's like it's just a common person who is just down on their luck and they're actively trying to play the game that is obviously set against them
3: and hey going back to (laughs) Mm -hmm. dogville racist outsider
2: I didn't realize uh, Roddy Piper's Canadian yeah I did see that uh, he wrote like he had like a book
0: of quotes from wrestling. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. For the quote the uh the bubblegum quote from that him. was in his book, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, he he, he kinda... I didn't so
0: that's that's the first time that quote was ever used, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's like iconic iconic quote.
3: Yeah, him and Ventura kind of laid the groundwork. No, I guess uh, how, 88 and then when, when was Predator? Predator That was probably eighty nine. Okay, or maybe
1: a little earlier. I'm not sure.
3: Like it's like that overlap between wrestling and Hollywood, kind of created the the, action hero. The the action hero, yeah. yeah, The thing of the late eighties, nineties. The the one the Rambo, yeah. Rambo. Yeah, that was like uh, the beginning of the mm -hmm. eighties. Yeah, I'll be back. But then like it fed into wrestling culture, and then Piper comes in, Mm. and he's just dropping like more, Uh, Ventura and Predator has great ones. Billy,
0: got <laughs> mm-hmm. to the Java.
3: Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that—that that weird. I don't know.
2: <laughs> somehow, I, it's more
3: earnest culturally. Like Piper in this is more earnest than yeah, except for Paul Schrader, obviously. Like, it gives me like top secret vibes, Val Kilmer, <laughs> but just
0: a bit more serious.
3: <laughs> I think a, good a lot more,
0: of a words. lot more commentary.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would definitely go out like uh, John Nada,
3: Absolutely. See this I, I was thinking of the video drum a lot. Uh, watching this again. Even though it's, it's not It's sort of
1: the antithesis of it's that, not, in a way. Yeah, it's not carpentry. and
3: That's why I gave it a 4.5, like video drum five out of five. Just because I love the uh, psychological aspects as well as the commentary. Where mm-hmm. this one it's more the the narrative is the mess the commentary and messaging is really good, but the execution of certain stuff isn't as much as video drone
1: I'm willing like I'm willing to overlook or overlook any sort of flaw with this movie because of just basically the reason it, ex- it exists it's basically what what is art's purpose in life it's to basically break societal norms yeah. and basically break people out of their everyday living to look at um you know the ordinary things in their life with a new pers- with a newfound perspective yeah. in a way and i feel like that's absolutely what this film does yeah. it, and it does it only in a way that film could do it yeah don't
3: um, don't fall for the marxist film students thing about like you know the narrative structure is inherently classist so i'm gonna make a 40 minute film about leaves blown in the wind and <laughs> no noise music under it or anything like that like no, these these archetypes and structures are very powerful and they should be used, like in this movie, for a revolutionary force, or at least just make you aware. Like once, I I think the reception would have been when they saw They Live, they would have looked, like if I saw that in the 80s, I'd look at like ads and stuff, I'd just be like, oh man. (laughs) Like the reason the talking heads resonates so much is because, you know, and men at work too. Like, there was a subculture aware of the hyper-consumer nature of everything. I think They Live probably hit that audience really hard.
2: Well, I man, John Carpenter's not a stranger to, like, his films being controversial or not well-received at first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when he first did the, the thing, like, no, people thought that was just a gore-fest and it had no substance to it. But over time, like, after that film came out and people started watching it you on know, their VHSs, they are like, well, this movie's actually, like, deeper than it appeared to be at the time right and the effects were just icing like just on the cake yeah. right that's going to be the next film telling yeah. you guys right now i'm going to watch the that. thing cuz we got to do that one and Oof. that's that's my one of my favorite like horror films and like one of my favorite films of all time is the thing absolutely it's awesome
3: i think the, the and again like the cult, even the cultural re- resonance of like the, the thing uh, they live cult classics yeah, a have, lot. Of they have similar Halloween themes. as well. <laughs> Halloween. A lot of cult classics hit that, like they're off. They're often critiquing contemporary culture, so they're panned. They're they're bad mouth. They're mm. like, no, like, oh, it's just, it's just it's just it's just violence for violence' sake. It goes against yeah. Christian values. Uh, I'm gonna
2: say right now, like, don't look up. Like, people fucking hated, or a lot. I know a lot of people that hated that movie. I like the movie a lot, and I feel like that movie will age really well in like 20 years. I, I think mm-hmm.
3: it's I think it's good, but I, I just when I think of don't look up I think of melancholia and I and then I think mm-hmm. of don't look up as more reflective of current society where it's like i I fucking hate this movie and then people are like like actually know I love this movie and you know they yeah. it's it's like polit- it's like the the split between political mm-hmm. factions where I'm like mel- melancholy is just about like accepting death and the destruction of all things or don't look up like this, the fact that the protagonists are enlightened and they're dealing with a suf- system and a system and society that is ignoring an adversary to them. To me, I'm distrusting of that because I feel like it's meant to resonate with the audience and make themselves feel like they're the ones who know the answers instead of like the transcendent concept of like, melancholy is just like that slow intro at the start. It's just about like the grimness of mortality this insignificance of all life on earth and like yeah it's like a failed wedding is the backdrop to it and it that's why i'm harsh on don't look up but i do i've seen clips it looks pretty hilarious i need to watch it like i'm sure i'm it, gonna it, like it. it it's a funny movie i
2: mean melancholy is not meant to be funny at no, it's, no super, yeah. it's incredibly bleak and i think don't, so look, don't look up is like the darkly comedic one where it, yeah. it tries to hit as many angles as possible, and I think that I cons- thought it was great. We're yeah. already kind of having this discussion of, like, what would you do
0: or what would it take yeah. type of force where it's like there is, there's nothing yeah. in this movie. Yeah. In that, and Don't Look Up, it's, it's like, yeah, there is nothing, yeah. even when people know.
1: <laughs> I would like to throw my own uh, answer into that equation. Oh, yeah,
3: sorry. Skipped it completely.
1: Oh, no, no, it's all good. I, I think that, uh, Pat, I think, wait, somebody mentioned nature or something like that as like the the all uniting force and I think that that is going to come back with a vengeance um I feel like Cthulhu's gonna come (laughs) (laughs) no I mean like for instance um, romanticism
0: we need Instagram to
1: die forever for that to happen yeah and the only way that could happen is if like the energy grid goes out or the Ah, electrical grid or something like goes out like that where it's like the internet is gone yes
0: impulses are being redirected we are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that
3: resembles sleep
1: and uh we'll see you on the next episode
0: On the party, man,
2: you go with them. Somebody start World War Three.